This story is one of the most horrific and unbelievable cases I've ever covered. The crime itself is bad, but is made even worse by the fact that the perpetrator was a 15-year-old girl, and one of the victims was her own father. This is Red Rum, stories about the true victims of crime. This show is made from various source documents listed in the show notes. I use news archives, documentary footage and court documents, and so the episodes are accurate to the source material I can find. Find all the episodes that are on YouTube as a podcast version if you prefer to listen on the go, all available in the description box below. Lorraine Thorpe was born in Ipswich in Suffolk and she had three siblings. Lorraine's parents, Des and Deborah, were pulled to the side by one of Lorraine's primary school teachers, who said that the behaviours she was exhibiting were disruptive to the rest of the class and was impacting her own learning, and it could be, potentially, that she had symptoms of some kind of learning and behavioural difficulty. That same teacher said they thought she could be tested for ADHD, and it didn't take long to get a diagnosis. So often we hear that ADHD is difficult to diagnose, or parents just aren't taken seriously. But in Lorraine's case, she was diagnosed and put on certain medications pretty much straight away. And both Des and Deborah saw a huge shift in Lorraine's behaviour. She was much more settled, she seemed much happier, and it's reported that after that change in her life, she began to enjoy the days again, something she'd just not been able to do while she was living without the diagnosis. However, beyond the confines of Lorraine's school life, her home life was beginning to impact her life in quite a negative way. Both her mum, Deborah, and her dad, Des, were heavy drinkers, and their dependence on alcohol had sort of always been affecting family life. But by the time Lorraine was 12 years old, her mum and dad's relationship had really broken down, and so they decided to get a divorce. And alongside this, their alcoholism for both of the parents meant that they just weren't able to properly care for Lorraine or any of her siblings. And so in that same year, social services intervened and determined that Lorraine should be placed in care. Although Lorraine was eventually allowed back home into her mum Deborah's care, she did not want to be there. She didn't get on with her mum well and so she decided that she was going to run away and go and live with her dad. But even though Lorraine wanted to be there, her dad Des was not fit to look after her. His addiction disease had completely overtaken his whole life and he would spend his days drinking at home, going to other friends' houses who were also dealing with addiction disease. And eventually, he was kicked out of his own house for not paying his rent. Lorraine wasn't supposed to be with her dad, and social services were still involved, but ultimately, Lorraine wanted to stay with her dad, and because he didn't have a fixed address, oftentimes living on the streets, that meant Lorraine would do the same. And of course, being homeless is extremely hard, but it's also an extremely effective way of avoiding social services. And so Lorraine was able to stay in her dad's life and pretty much completely avoid what used to be her normal life. She rarely saw her mum and she quit school and she would spend her days instead with Des's alcoholic friends. And during this time, Des's health was deteriorating pretty drastically and he really did need Lorraine's help. She became his full-time carer while she was around him. Des wasn't even able to walk to the end of the street on his own, let alone function normally day to day, and so Lorraine really was fully involved now, and it wasn't just her dad that she was around every day. 
It was also his friends, who were all fellow alcoholics or drug users. One of these was an older man called Paul Clark. Paul was 41 years old, and as soon as he met Lorraine, he took a shining to her. Now bear in mind that Lorraine is only 14 years old, and Paul is 41. He's described as angry and explosive, and he had a short fuse. He used to be in the military, and he had a sort of power trip in his group. This was probably in part because people were scared of him, but this also meant that Lorraine looked up to him. She wasn't able to look up to her own dad, as we know, and so the next best thing was Paul. Another person who sort of hung out with this group was a woman called Rosie Hunt, and she had grown up in the same area with her two siblings, and when she was a little girl, she wanted to become a vet. But unfortunately, by the time she was in her late teens, she'd actually completely quit school because she'd become pregnant. And so Rosie went on to get married, and soon after the birth of her first child, she got pregnant again and had another. But it wasn't long after she'd had her second child that her marriage just started to break down because she was drinking quite heavily, and that drinking habit became a real problem, and her life started spiralling downwards pretty quickly after that. Her friends and her family found this far too difficult to cope with, and they just couldn't support her in the way that she needed. And so Rosie began to hang out with the same group of people as Des did, and in fact, she had previously been in a romantic relationship with Paul, the man who in our story has just met Lorraine. But it's reported that by the time Lorraine came into this group, Rosie was actually quite scared of Paul and there was no longer anything romantic there. And it was during this time that Rosie was introduced to Lorraine and she could see that Lorraine was completely enthralled by Paul, but she didn't like it. Rosie had children of her own and she knew that Lorraine just shouldn't be in with this group of people. And with every day that passed by, Paul would entice Lorraine with alcohol and she actually completely stopped taking her ADHD medications. It wasn't a priority for her anymore and there was no one looking out for her. By this point, she was 15 years old and the only person she's really looking up to was Paul. And as we know, Paul really was the leader of this group. So there was no way that Lorraine was ever gonna say no to him. And there was no way her own dad, Des, was gonna be the voice of reason here. But Rosie was. And so she told Lorraine she always had somewhere to stay if she wanted to come over to Rosie's house. And so she became a bit of a mother figure and Lorraine really started to connect with her and the two had quite a good relationship. And then one day, Rosie was at her house when the group came round and that included Paul, it included Lorraine and it included Des and they all turned up to the house completely uninvited and forced their way inside. Now, Rosie didn't necessarily want them to be there at all, and so she decided to take her way, herself away from the situation, and she told Paul that she'd take his dog walking. But as she was out with the dog on her own, it became quite aggressive towards a child, and she basically pulled the dog back and allegedly kicked it. Now, the accounts on this differ. Some accounts say that she kicked it, some say that she just pulled it back. Either way, we know from witness accounts that Rosie loved animals and when she was younger, she wanted to be a vet. 
So it's thought that she only ever would have done this action to stop something worse happening. And as soon as it happened, Rosie became worried that Paul would find out and think the worst. And she knew that Paul had people all around. It was the middle of the day and there was no doubt that Paul would know what happened before she had a chance to explain it. And that made Rosie incredibly worried. And so because of that, Rosie decided not to go back to the house, but instead just to go nearby and and sort of wait it out. But it wasn't long before Lorraine found her. And Lorraine told Rosie that Paul did know about what had happened with the dog, but he understood. And he understood that she would only do this to save the dog from potentially getting put down if it did bite a child. And so Lorraine convinced Rosie to return back to her house where Paul was waiting for her. And unsurprisingly, Paul was absolutely raging when Rosie returned back to the house. Lorraine had lied to her. And so when Rosie walked back through the door, Paul somehow managed to get her there and then over to his own flat where he locked her inside and refused to let her go. Now, over the course of the following few days, both Paul and Lorraine beat Rosie quite severely. They used a cheese grater to cut her and they used a dog chain to beat her with. And it was later found that Rosie had suffered nine broken ribs, a huge number of cuts and bruises, and her hair had even been set on fire. Now afterwards, they were not finished. They took Rosie back to her own flat and then they forced her inside a suitcase. And after that, they made her swallow a number of sleeping pills. And then they took the front safety case off of a fan and they threatened that they were going to hurt her with it. Now, of course, during all of this torture, there was a lot of noise coming from the flat and one of Rosie's neighbors heard this and they got worried. So they called the police. Now the police did eventually arrive round at the flat, but they knocked on and there was no answer. So after a few minutes, they just left. A couple of days after that, that same neighbor realized that they hadn't seen or heard from Rosie for a few days and that was quite unusual. So again, they called the police to do a welfare check. And this time, when the police arrived, they thought there was reason to be suspicious. And so they knocked that door down and went inside the flat. When the police got inside, they did find Rosie's body and she was deceased. And although Rosie's cause of death was officially listed as blunt force trauma, investigators did think that she was still likely alive when they had knocked on the door those few days before. And at this point, in their minds, there was no reason to knock down the door and so they had just left, but she was probably still alive in the flat. Paul and Lorraine bragged to others in the group about the fact that they had killed Rosie. And when Lorraine's dad, Des, found out, he was devastated. He knew Rosie and so he told the pair that he was going to go to the police, but... Of course, we know that Des was needing full-time care from Lorraine. And so even if he had actually wanted to, there was no way that he could have left the house on his own and gone to the police station. And it was just one day after Rosie's body was found on the 10th of August, 2009, that the landlord of Des's flat entered the home 
and found him dead. There were a lot of injuries to Des's body, including blood around his mouth. Um, but at first, the landlord assumed on seeing this that Des may have died from some result of his addiction disease. But it wasn't long before the authorities arrived and they connected Rosie and Des's death and they then arrested Paul that same day. They tracked Lorraine down to her mum's house and she of course denied everything, but she was brought in for questioning. Now throughout the police interview, Lorraine was laughing and the gravitas of what she'd done just was not clear to her. And she even said, quote, you'll find my footprint on my dad. And there was a footprint on his forehead, which was a match to Lorraine's shoe. Forensics also found a pillow that was completely bloodstained and that DNA matched Des. And so this pointed to suffocation as potentially being his cause of death. Both Lorraine and Paul had obviously denied the charges against them. And so the case was set to go to trial. Now Lorraine completely denied having even been around when her dad and Rosie were murdered. But she went on to say that her dad was probably just drunk and died after choking on his own vomit. And at trial, the prosecution presented that Lorraine found out Rosie may have been planning to report Lorraine to social services because she was simply worried about her and that was her way of caring for her. And that was perhaps what made Lorraine and Paul plan to murder Rosie. The prosecution also said that Lorraine and Paul had not been influenced by one another and they came to their own reasons as to why they both wanted Rosie and Des dead. And they were very much both equally guilty as far as the prosecution presented. And there was ample evidence against them both. And so Lorraine and Paul were found guilty of both murders. Lorraine was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum of 14 years before she was eligible for parole. And Paul was sentenced to life, but with a minimum of 27 years. Paul was in prison for just four years before he took his own life. And Lorraine is still in prison. She actually appealed a number of times, but each appeal was rejected, once being on the grounds that her safety was compromised by being in prison, but this was, of course, rejected as well. And the latest update was that in October of 2023, Lorraine was once again refused parole, and so she will remain in prison, at least for now. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Red Rum. If you enjoyed watching, please do click the thumbs up button. I have to apologise for not being here for, um, I think it was a little over a week before my last video. Uh, I'm just so busy with work and all the other things I have to do on top of Red Rum. So I apologise for not being here, but I absolutely love researching the episodes and I hope to bring you more than one a week, um, but sometimes I don't always get round to it. Uh, but I've got the next couple of them scheduled, so hopefully they will be out on time. Um, and thank you for being patient and being here this week. And I will see you next week for another episode of Red Rum. Bye.